This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, October 30th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Push starts for ag labor reforms. House Dems, Lighthizer expected to meet. Beef producers see huge growth potential. A bill to ease visa program rules legalize workers. A bipartisan group of lawmakers is trying to put ag labor reform on the congressional agenda. The group, led by California Democrat Zoe Lofkin, will release a bill today that would provide a path to legalization for current workers while also ensuring future flow of new foreign workers. Details of the Farm Workforce Modernization Act haven't been released, but the program would expand the existing H-2A visa program by allowing producers to bring in year-round employees, a change that would particularly benefit dairy farms. One industry source says the bill isn't quite as good from agriculture's perspective as the Senate's 2013 immigration reform bill, which featured a historic compromise between United Farm Workers and farm organizations. So what's next? Well, getting the bill through the House could be the easiest part. Lofgren chairs the House Judiciary Committee's Immigration Subcommittee and has had this measure in the works for months, and she's got important groups behind her. The news conference today will include representatives of UFW as well as the National Milk Producers Federation and the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives. But it's not clear at all that the bill can get White House support. Plus, The impeachment battle of the House won't make it easy to enact anything of substance in the coming weeks. House Democrats to meet on USMCA. The group of House Democrats chosen to liaison with the White House over demands for the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement is tentatively scheduled to meet today with U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer as time runs short to get a deal this year. House Ways and Means Committee Chair Richard Neal, who is also leader of the working group, said last week only a few more meetings with Lighthizer would be needed, but concerns remain that the Democrats aren't moving fast enough. In other USMCA-related news, Representative Bill Passerell of New Jersey is hosting a briefing tomorrow to get the input of union officials on the trade pact. Kathy Feingold, International Director of the AFL-CIO, and Benjamin Davis, International Affairs Director for United Steelworkers, will be present along with Passerell and with Representative Rosa DeLauro of Connecticut. U.S. beef exports to China could explode. No details have been released on the China trade deal that President Trump hopes to sign next month, but U.S. beef exports could get a massive boost if China agrees to cut tariff and non-tariff barriers. U.S. exporters could easily ship as much as 250,000 metric tons worth roughly $1.9 billion to China next year if the country nixes its punitive tariffs and agrees to give the U.S. the same degree of access as Japan does. That according to an estimate provided to AgriPulse, by the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Last year, the U.S. sold only about $60 million worth of beef to China, but that was a major increase over sales in recent years. China only accepts beef from cattle raised without growth hormones. Now, for more on the potential of the Chinese market in a post-trade war environment, plus a look at prospects for the coming Conservation Reserve Program sign-up, Check out AgriPulse's newsletter hitting inboxes today. 
We also will explain why legal battles over the jurisdiction of the Clean Water Act could go on for years. Hemp rule takes effect Thursday. USDA's new interim final rule for hemp will take effect Thursday when it's published in the Federal Register. In the meantime, USDA will be taking comments on the regulations which establishes procedures for tracking and testing of hemp and facilitate interstate transportation of crops. Mexican ag imports continue upward trajectory. U.S. agriculture exports to Mexico, buoyed by the North American Free Trade Agreement, have grown by 48% over the past decade. And the trade is expected to continue to increase as the middle class there grows, according to a new report from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. About 30% of Mexican households are expected to rise to the middle to high income level this year, boosting spending on high-priced foods such as meat, dairy, tree nuts, and placing more demand on imports from the U.S. The report says Mexico will remain an important and growing export market for U.S. agricultural products as its economy and middle class develops and expands. U.S. exports of prepared grocery fruits grew by nearly $100 million over the last five years. Key items include snack foods at $320 million, condiments and sauces at $215 million, soups at $210 million, and other processed foods. Top lawmaker, biofuels and oil must get along. A senior House Republican is cautioning biofuels and oil groups they need to reconcile their differences, saying the future of the liquid transportation fuel sector is in jeopardy from competing industries and progressive climate policies. Republican Representative John Shimkus of Illinois tells AgriPulse the groups better get together and stop fighting because of the threats coming from electric vehicles, liquefied natural gas, and climate policies such as the Green New Deal. Shimka said, otherwise, it's like whistling past a graveyard. It's like we're going to keep fighting each other, and that's my concern. But keep in mind, Shimkus is the senior Republican of the House Energy and Commerce Committee's Environment and Climate Change Subcommittee. He announced plans to retire from the House, but he told reporters Tuesday he was reconsidering now that the top GOP seat on the full committee is opening up. Ranking Republican Greg Walden of Oregon announced that he would not seek re-election in 2020. Climate opportunities for ag get House focus. The special House committee that's focusing on climate change has scheduled a hearing today on the opportunities for agriculture in reducing greenhouse gas emissions. The witnesses will include former National Corn Growers Association President Fred Yoder, American Farmland Trust, and a Wisconsin-based company that processes natural gas from dairy farm emissions. FDA sued over food packaging. Environmental and public health advocacy groups are suing FDA over its denial of a petition to ban perchlorate in food packaging and other materials used to store and transport food. The Center for Food Safety, Natural Resources, Defense Council, and other groups contend FDA ignored key evidence about the chemical's harmful effects. FDA says exposure to high dosages of perchlorate can interfere with iodine uptake into the thyroid gland, 
disrupting the functions of the thyroid and potentially leading to a reduction in the production of thyroid hormone. Here's today's He Said It. It's a hell of a mess. That Representative Greg Walden, the senior Republican of the House Energy and Commerce Committee, referring tongue-in-cheek to the renewable fuel standard. He noted that he and two Republicans he assigned to the last Congress to address the RFS issue, John Shemkus of Illinois and Bill Flores of Texas, have all announced plans to retire from Congress. (laughs) Well, that's daybreak for this Wednesday, October 30th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.